Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Woo! I'm not Justin, and I'm not good at these intros. Uh, from uh, Mon Mothma to uh, whoever that guy that also plays Clyburn is playing. This is the Outer Rim Beacon, and uh, this is the other half of the skeleton. So if, if Justin and Josh are the um, the neck bone and the head bone, uh, Kyle, are you and I the rib cage and the arm or something? I don't know. I don't know, but I feel like if neck bone... This is Kyle, by the way. <laughs> Spoiler alert. There's only two of us, so I'm not Josh. Uh, if neck bone and head bone are taken, the rest are kind of like very clearly second tier bones i mean what am i going to be a, a a femur i mean it's supportive i guess i don't know it's utilitarian i'm not it's, i'm a it's very old it's a big, and a radius it's a big bone isn't it are you calling me fat right now is that a fat joke <laughs> no um if i was trying to be funny i would call you the humorous but um, but then you're afraid i would take it as a compliment because everybody knows i'm the funny one around here Cue canned laughter. I'll put that in because I mix the show. So, ha 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 ha. That's our studio audience. <laughs> I think the studio, those studio audiences have been the same people laughing for fifty years, and like I'm just thinking about how like most yeah. of those laughs are probably dead. They're laughing from the grave now. From, from the beyond, the great beyond. Yeah, our live so- studio audience is usually my dog, actually. Ah, Duke. Yeah, he's not even in here right now. I know. He's he's like Justin, too cool for us today. Yeah, well, he had a last minute meeting as well, so thought he's meeting with the dog upstairs. He better not be. He's not that good at steps. Oh no. Um. Yeah. So this is Outer Rim Beacon. Uh. You can. <laughs> thanks for yeah. tuning in. We buried uh, the lead. I'm sure some people still listen to this. Um. Please subscribe to us on all the platforms: Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, anywhere that you get podcasts. Obviously, you're listening, so you're listening you to know this where to get at least somewhere. One. Yeah. Um. You can follow us on all the socials at Outer Rim Beacon, and uh, that's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and then we are also outerrimbeacon at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, love letter, criticism, uh, you know, if you have one if of those If it's going to be critical, f- let's uh, compliment sandwich though. You know what I mean? Something nice, something we could do better. Maybe follow it up with another little something nice. Make us feel good about ourselves. Yeah. If you want to send us uh, your top 10 favorite Rihanna songs. Um, oh, I'm here for that. We're here for that too. Yeah. You think, you think she's going to put out another album sometime i think she's just gonna put out a baby and then probably no more music no come on she's gotta she's gotta when was the, when was the last rihanna album it was like over a decade ago it was, it's been a long long time i don't think that's true I, she's de- been in the not. she's been in the underwear and makeup game dog yeah but i don't think it's been a decade that's about it. do the google man you're I'm i mean go- we're, we're both sitting at computers Googling. right now it's happening this is a niche part of our niche audience that we're appealing to right now. 
Um, this is uh, the the cops not here, so we're gonna talk about Rihanna. That's what. It is. Cats away, mice will play. Uh, um, Loud came out in 2010, which was 12 years ago. Kind sir. Loud talk is that not talk, her last 2011. album. <laughs> her last album came out in 2016, sir. Oh really? Yeah. What was that called? Anti. Anti. Yeah. Or anti. Still six years ago. That's a long time. Yeah, but she's she's been doing stuff. So yeah, I like think, I said, underwear well, and she's makeup. had she's had other she's had um, she has had things come out since then, um, just not an album. Like she did she did that song she did a song with DJ Khaled not that long ago that was a hit hit summer song at some point. Huge DJ Khaled fan over here. Another one. Yeah, me neither. I was being super sarcastic. I think he's annoying, and I, I'll stop it at that. No need to kick him while he's down. Um, I'll kick him. Everyone knows what he, <laughs> I think he's bordering on talentless. <laughs> you know, every everyone knows what he doesn't do. You know, and I just think that's ridiculous. So, well, <laughs> how how can you? <laughs> he's not even once, let alone another one. Yeah. Uh, the song I'm thinking of is Wild Thoughts, and that actually only came out in 2017, so just one year after the last album. So take I take it back, but it seems only like only five years ago. ago. Yeah. Well, so. time flies when you're having fun. I'm always having fun. I I happen to know that's not true, but let's go with it. <laughs> I, hey, I'm trying to wear <laughs> a, I'm wearing a mask here, so. Um, <laughs> we have so this is going to be a little shorty because. Um, Kyle never learned how to read, so he first of all, <laughs> well, no. So I said that so you would put in uh, that clip from Wayne's World. I never learned how to read. <sighs> well, now you don't have to because I just did it. So you just um, did it. There it was. Yeah. Maybe I'll dub it over you. Yeah, but um, well, yeah. as a matter of fact, I did learn how to read. I've read over forty books this year already. Josh, just not Brotherhood yet. <laughs> That's all right. I do. I, I own it. It's in my house. Have not read it. Sorry. That's cool. I've been. Uh, I've actually been on. I've forced. Uh, it's funny to say this because we're on a podcast, but I've I've gotten behind in my podcast listening because I've been listening to books more. And actually, mm-hmm. in addition to reading uh, Brotherhood and uh, Shadow of the Sith, uh, that actually. No, I'm not going to. Sp- I won't spoil it, but. Um, I've also read the last three Expanse books, which if, sir, if you have not, I think you might like those if you have not read those. Um, is that what you've been reading most recently? Yeah. Well, I read, I I read those three and then I read, uh, Detroit, um, by Charlie LaDuff. And then I also read, I'm like, I have like one hour left of a plot against America. Okay. Okay. I like it. Kind of diversified there. I just uh I just finished uh Court of Thorn and Roses, which is the first um it's the first book in a series. It was pretty good. It's like a Beauty and the Beast turns Twilight with some fantasy stuff. Uh but I, I probably like way undersold it because it is, has a huge fandom. He has to say that's a, uh, that's that did not make me want to no, Check Beauty and the out. Beast because there's like a 
there's a curse and they're like under a spell until somebody falls in love with someone like kind of that same trope there. And then, uh, you know, twilight cause he's a, he's an evil monster and she's like a regular human, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I read life of Pi right before that. Cause I never have read that book. I know it's not brand new or anything. And then I read all of Nick Offerman's books right before that. I'm a huge fan of all his stuff. I highly recommend Did you- them. Did you read or listen? Uh, I listened to his because he narrates them and well worth the price of admission for that. If yeah. Even if you're not an audiobook person normally, I think Nick Offerman's books definitely are well served as audiobooks. Yeah, I, w- I would go as far to say that if you're not listening to Nick Offerman's books, you're probably, you're missing something. Because because mm-hmm. he reads them and because he's so good at it, I will I will definitely, I mean I listen to everything just because it it's easier to get through them that way because of my schedule. But um, if it's an autobiography and it's read by the person, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I w- I will say probably I do have a book by my bed and I did I do read some comic books by hand but 90% of the stuff I read is also an audiobook cuz I got a half hour commute to work every day and uh yeah. you know an hour in the car with the book on one and a half speed you can knock out a book in a couple of days so Oh yeah Nick Offerman talks so slow that you can Oh I did can't... that almost double speed I think Yeah <laughs> so anyway uh yeah so yeah. that's uh that's do you pro- want to talk about any star wars today that's or a, that's a new segment uh <laughs> non-star wars book talk that we're going to start doing that every uh every maybe once a quarter we'll do that yeah whenever that's- justin's not here to make us stay in line yeah he'd probably he'd be grinding his gears right now all this non-star wars talk well he really can't read so we'd never do that in front of him <laughs> well we uh we have a little bit of news um so the acolyte um this it's what is it it's they're saying it's set at the end of the high republic uh yeah high republic tv series disney plus uh show uh amanda stenberg has been added to the cast uh we don't have any details on who she's gonna play um but she's been in the hunger games uh the hate you give sleepy hollow dear evan hansen everything everything and she's done a bunch of voiceover work as well uh i actually have not seen any of that stuff except the hunger games. Uh, I liked her character in that though. I saw dear Ivan Hansen. I don't know who she played in that movie, but, uh, it was fine. Yeah. It was a sad musical. So, I mean, (laughs) not, not very uplifting, but it was good. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, we had some, we had some uh, releases, recently of kind of some information some character designs for high republic phase two uh that's coming out in november and 150 um, years before phase one this is the prequel the prequel to the prequel i i didn't hear what you said you froze Oh, sorry. Well, it, the people at home will be able to hear it. <laughs> I just it, didn't know. Well, I didn't know. It's I didn't know where to go. Before, sorry. 150 years before uh, phase one. This is the prequel yeah. version. Well, Yo- so do we think. Oh, no, no, Yoda will totally still be alive. Yeah, he's still around for sure. In his prime, you know? Yeah. 
in phase one, Yoda was already still like the man. And they're like, hey, we need Yoda here to solve these problems. Why is he off on his walkabout or whatever he's doing? Well, the whole thing with Yoda, you know, it's like how early into his life does he become a Jedi? You know, so mm. at any point, unless we go back like 900 years, depending on when he gets in the order, um, he's, you know, he probably had a very, very, very long tenure as you know, Grand Puba. you know. So yeah, he, I think, didn't he say uh, for 800 years have I trained Jedi? And he's 900 years old. So, I mean, he was already know. teaching younglings when he was 100 years old, which means he was probably a Jedi a good bit before that. So, yeah, a long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Good pickup. Yeah. So, what do we think about these pictures that we saw? We have... Uh, Salandra show. So we've got the four four people, right? The two that they named, and then the two that were the cover of the of the upcoming comics, right? Yeah. What what's the what's the male character's name? I'm looking at him here. Concept art. Axel Greylark, right? Uh that's a pretty good name, but I think he looks kind of boring, right? He's just like yeah. he's wearing his fancy dress outfit. Um they don't really give us a ton of detail about him but i am more jazzed up about salandra show uh she's got her this is like i would say um less fancy there's like probably a more eloquent way to say this but this is definitely a more like utilitarian kind of outfit compared to phase one jedi robes wouldn't you say yeah, no, there's not there's none of the like ornamentation and gold, you know, mm-hmm. uh the, you know a lot of those Jedi in the phase 1 had like white and gold fancy yeah. robes and this is no. Yeah, this looks way closer to Indiana Jones, yeah. right? Yeah. Um she's got these cool wraps on her arms. Uh and in addition to her lightsaber, you can see a big round circle on her back, and there's a line at the end that says, like her weapon of choice, Salandra. Do you think I'm saying that right? Salandra views yeah, herself that's... as a shield against evil in the galaxy. So I think that thing on her back is an actual shield. Uh, you know, maybe I'm overanalyzing it, and they're just referring to her lightsaber, but uh, I think it's going to be a shield, which is cool. You know, we like new gear and tech and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited for this. Uh, the, all the High Republic stuff that we've done so far has been great, and mm-hmm. I like the thought of them, you know, going back even farther. Um, yeah, it says they're going to be out on the frontier. They're exploring. They're uh, like discovering new lands. They're expanding the empire. Uh, there's a war going on. Of course, there's always a war if we're talking about like an entire galaxy. Um, and they're going to run into a new uh, a new major villain or threat or whatever. Uh, and, of course, the, the technology is more primitive, again, than what we're used to in the Star Wars universe, which I think is interesting as well. So uh, I'm excited about it. I think that we are kind of all on record as being big High Republic fans around here. I mean, we, we kind of named our show after an element. <laughs> yeah, of- fair enough of it so i i you will say, say i'm 
I'm ex- I, I'm excited for this. Yeah, Greylark doesn't look. Greylark looks like a pampered rich boy. He's got like a cape and fancy clothes. Yeah. No, no weapon uh, in in sight. Um, definitely, I don't think he's a, a Jedi. Um, looks you like wouldn't think so. No, he's dressed in black, normal. which you know they make us probably makes us want to think that he's some kind of bad guy. But who knows? Yeah, he's not as intriguing to me as these other four characters. There are the two guys. Well, sorry, the female Twi'lek on the cover of the um, issue two of the High Republic. I guess that would be volume two that's about to come out. Um, she's just like running along. She has really long kind of. I would say robust Leku, right? Don't yeah. you think? Yes. Uh, you know, kind of artist choice there. And then there's human, looks human anyway, humanoid um, Jedi holding his green lightsaber, and he's got kind of a tattoo across his face that looks, reminded me of Quinlan Voss, but his tattoo is white instead of yellow. Um, those guys look cool too, you know, kind of standard issue Jedi, if you ask me. But, you know, let's see. Yeah, I wonder with these people. I wonder if we'll find out that this Jedi is from the same like race of people or planet that Quinlan is from. I'd be down with that. That would be two references to Quinlan Voss here uh, in pretty recent succession with Kenobi just being one. Yeah. I will say though we keep we keep making ba- we keep taking baby steps, you know, f- further and further into the Jedi's past, but I'm I'm just I'm hoping that we won't have to wait too long until they start delving into a time period where Sith are still active mm-hmm. like pre I'd like some pre rule of two stuff um yeah and cuz we know we know that uh there's been some references to some events like the Mandalorian wars and stuff like that but they're from that era but we don't have a time span anymore and and I don't know you know we yeah, know they could Revan have shuffled and, some of that stuff around I I see it being something similar to like what we have with um what we have with Thrawn where Thrawn comes back and they keep the major uh beats of his you know character but uh other stuff has changed i think we're gonna get like some old republic-esque stuff but uh the story beats some stuff will be familiar but the story beats will be different Mm -hmm. so time will tell you know that i know a lot of people have been wanting that for a long time so always been hopeful of a game of thrones type show but that was set in the old republic with Jedi and Sith and Mandalorians and stuff, but yeah, all like uh, jockeying for power or whatever in the galaxy. Yeah, that would be entertaining. High risk, high reward. You know what I mean? You'd take it would take a lot to put into it, and Star Wars fandom being what it is, it would be uh, very easy to alienate about half of them. You know, so it's uh, you'd have to have a really tight plan there. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the the people that get mad at a lot of stuff are they're a lot smaller than half. They're just loud. So I don't know. You're probably right. I'd like to think that way. Cel- celebration always makes me think that way. So mm-hmm. speaking of celebration, got to put in a little plug for um and maybe and maybe tell the story of what what I'm doing this weekend. 
I say do it. Should I gloat a little bit? So this weekend, I already had plans uh, that I uh, plans with my friends that I paid to participate in. Um, I'll just say it. It's a NASCAR weekend. I don't really like NASCAR, but I like going to the infield to drink and hang out. So um, that's ninety percent of the weekend is that, and then like I think one hour, a couple hours on Sunday is the race. So I think there's other people that feel that way too, right? You're not totally alone in that. Not even in our group. There's people in our group that are like just also. I'm like not the only person that's just there for the hangs. So, um, but uh, of course, um, I, I for many years have gone to uh, actually every year. Uh, since I think 2012, I've gone to C2E2, uh, the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, uh, with the exception of the year that I went to Star Wars Celebration and met you um, nice. and, uh, and uh, other folks. Um, uh, they, the same, they ran it in the same venue, and it was only like a month or two after C2E2, so I that year we didn't do it because it felt like we were already kind of doing it anyway. So, um, and, but this year they, uh, scheduled it, um, the same weekend as the NASCAR thing. And I said, well, um, I just went in December and then I'm going to California for the deuce. And, uh, so we can skip it this year. No big deal. And then I, with the caveat of unless the guest list is crazy. And, um, I said, and if they book Rosario Dawson, uh, I probably won't go to NASCAR. And so they, they've been booking some cool people, but no one like earth shattering. Um, they did book the undertaker, uh, which oh, yeah? is, as a wrestling fan is a br- pretty big deal. Does he uh, do the circuits? Do, not really. No. Huh. So, um, and actually our friends that uh, work for read pop, uh, uh, they were like, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to have, we're going to be announcing a bunch of wrestlers. So I know you're not going, but you know, we can, you know, hold on snow or whatever. Can, so. can we, can we do a, a wrestling tangent for like three minutes? Yeah. So why would, where, where's Taker making all his money that he can just not ever do uh, like these convention circuits? Cause he would be a huge draw. I'm assuming he could sell as many photo ops or whatever as he wanted. And like, he doesn't really do a bunch of endorsements. So like, is he getting merch deal? Like where, where's his payday coming from? Well, he's definitely making, uh, royalties off of, um, his matches that are on Peacock. Okay. Um, and other in royalties from other WWE stuff. He's almost certainly on some sort of WWE legends contract that gets him paid that way. Um, he does go back for appearances and, um, he only just fight, like he's been saying, Oh, this is his last match. Oh, this is his last match. Oh, this is his last match for like the last five years Mm -hmm. or so. Um, coming back for big paydays for that. Um, and then plus he, he, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. He, yeah, he's still doing enough stuff for WWE that he's probably getting so paid that So just way by off. the company, his payday was big enough that he's super rich and he doesn't need to travel around and do all those things. And that maybe too. he was smart well, with and his money also, and whatever. Yeah, well, and they also kind of like, I think when he's making, there's been instances where he's like been booked for something and then WWE didn't really like whatever he was booked for and, and figured out how to, to pull him. 
Oh, really? You know, hmm. yeah. Okay. Like there, there was a, there's like been wrestling events that are kind of like, uh, like there's a there'll be a convention that's like linked to the other company's pay per view or something like that, and he get would get booked for it, and then they would and then he would get pulled um so yeah i mean i'm sure there's there's tons of wwe related revenue streams for him um hmm. i don't know and i don't know what else he's i mean and he's he's done like uh he's been on like stone cold's podcast on the wwe network and he's been on like all sorts of other like after wrestling legacy type programming stuff too so hmm. all right i was just curious yeah. about that Cause I assumed like, you know, we did a, a little bit of quick math on the, um, the kind of money that you and McGregor was pulling in at a celebration weekend. And, uh, you know, you would just think people who are capitalizing on their celebrity would take advantage while they can. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, it might, it might be, I think I made that sound too. more negative than I meant for it to, but I, I would be, no. you know. I think it's also a preference thing. So, like, you know, when we talked about Ewan McGregor, I said that he was, like, uh, as warm and genuine and awesome and friendly mm -hmm. as I hoped that he would be and how, like, um, they, you know, no props because they knew he'd try to play with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, don't shake his hand or hug him. And then the lady looked around and he was shaking everybody's hand. And she's like, unless he reaches for you, yada, yada. So all of the – so from – I've – Taker's done a couple public appearances and you look at these photo ops and he does, he looks like he's like, when do I get paid? Mm -hmm. You're not maybe getting that like experience. He doesn't look like he's enjoying himself. Yeah. yeah. So that might be, that might be part of it. And I, you know, I've met like a crap ton of wrestlers and I've had very few single digit negative experiences and honestly even some of the, i've only had like one or two actual negative experiences where like the wrestler was rude or mean or whatever mm -hmm. and then i've had like a couple where it was like they just kind of did them in, indifferent just enough but every yeah. most of them are like most of them are great and they realize where they make their money and they're appreciative of the fans and they're friendly and you know mm. and cool so all right well but yeah, that's yeah. So I'm and I'm not meeting him because he's a he's a Blue Lives Matter MAGA turd. So oh, I did not I'm, know that. Yeah, American badass sorry, sorry indeed, huh? Okay. Old white guy from Texas. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So okay. So sorry, I I, I cut you off in the Although middle. Although I say of that your... Stone Cold Steve Austin is a national treasure and doesn't you know do anything God, stupid. God like bless that. him. So, yeah. Gotta love Stone Cold. Um, so, uh, yeah. So you know they've been announcing guests and some guests that I that I like and and um, um, but then, the la like last week, Tab calls me while I'm on my way home from work, and she says, "You're gonna be so mad." And I was like, "Why? What happened?" Like I'm thinking like she did something like something bad happened and she's like c2e2 just announced rosario dawson so we decided we're going on sunday and uh just on sunday driving in in the morning driving out after the con's over and um we're we got a photo op with rosario and then i was just like you know what if we're already going i'm gonna get all the other photo ops i want to get too so we're also gonna meet mercedes vernado who plays Casca reeves uh and she's also Sasha Banks in WWE, which she is also 
this is so <laughs> since we already did one wrestling tangent she recently very recently like walked out mid show yeah, left right and then they and then they trashed her her and and trinity fatu both both did it um and uh and then they both got booked for this con and it was like wwe people that are like active contract don't do a lot of this stuff because mm -hmm. all of their extra stuff is managed by wwe so the the wrestlers that do go to these cons are like uh retired vets and like um people from other companies and stuff so so they're both going to be there so we signed up for those for those um and then uh moses ingram is going to be there mm -hmm. uh so definitely snatch that up and um and then uh and now i can't remember her name and i feel really rude uh the the little girl that plays leia oh yeah i don't Kenobi remember her name either is, but that's cool. gonna be there and and the cool thing the and then the last thing i'll say about this so we're doing all of those and a couple of them are kind of close to together but it'll work it'll be fine um but they uh they you're gonna have a busy one people, single day there at c2e2 yeah yep yeah. well no we're gonna be in the photo op area the entire time yeah so, <laughs> so it's fine um the all of them are making like relatively close to or or their actual like first ever circuit con circuit yeah. appearances at a non-star wars con so you know what that means relatively cheap yeah cheaper prices, prices and photo ops. potentially shorter lines so um yeah pretty stoked that's Happy good on sunday i'm excited i hope uh, everything goes smoothly for you I'm gonna send. I'm gonna hand all of them a flash drive with all of our episodes on it. I like it. That's a good Listen idea. Listen to these. Check it out. Yeah. Slip. Give one to Undertaker yeah. too, so he can hear yeah. that part where we just talked bad about him. Okay. Good. Yeah. No. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> so. Uh. Yeah. And uh. So that's that's what I'm doing. That's the Star Wars thing I'm doing. Um. Anyway. I'm not doing any Star uh, Wars things in the near future that I'm aware of. I mean, I'll probably watch Empire it's in the cool. next week or two just because I'd do that. But Yeah. So the one other really big thing, uh, and, uh, the entree of this, uh, this meal, is this awesome Andor trailer that came out earlier this week. Uh, it is pretty sick. It's very, very yeah. nice. Um, what's your, like, let's go just super high-level knee-jerk reaction. What did you, what did you think? Holy crap! This looks huge. It looks like a movie. Mm -hmm. It looks like a movie in in a way that like all of the stuff Star Wars stuff that they've made looks incredible, like live action TV stuff. Mm -hmm. But this it looks like it's on a whole nother production level. I I love the volume, but I think these some of these on set um, shots, like the what are they in the Scottish Highlands in the very beginning there, or Ireland, something like that, something, something like that, over yeah. in the British Isles there, and it's like a familiar landscape, but it's also gigantic and it has this huge scope and like um, just not something we see in the Mandalorian. We we love the Mandalorian here, you know, but it's a smaller show. He's in a lot of settlements and and uh you know towns and things and in we were getting these giant landscapes and like sweeping shots there's the star destroyer coming over which i always think a star destroyer in like the upper atmosphere of a planet is creepy and like breathtaking so yeah it's so yeah. so cool 
and this like not we're like one second into the trailer here but if you look close this like it's like a mom and a son maybe uh, i have no idea who it is but if you look really close you can see two tie fighters on the left side coming up over that hill in the fog so these two mother son blonde woman brunette child that are walking through this like vast green wilderness uh they have about they're about to have some tie fighters coming up on them uh and I wonder why. And then we've got, you know, all these just ground level, uh, like guerrilla type resistance fighters um, doing their thing. And I'm, I'm really excited for this show. It reminds me very much of the Rogue One aesthetic in like the best way. Um, I really enjoyed Rogue One too. So I'm, I'm, I can't wait for this to come out. I'm sorry it got delayed. Yeah. I mean, at least we're getting three episodes when it comes out. Right. So right, right, that's right. cool. Do we know why it got delayed? Um, I heard someone speculating that it was because there's a lot coming out at that same time, including on Disney Plus, uh, the She-Hulk, I think, comes out within a week of when Andor was originally going to premiere. So maybe they pushed it. Uh, to give everything a little breathing room. I, yeah. I don't know. That's the only speculation I've heard. Otherwise, I mean, clearly it's ready to go. They're going to put out three episodes in a month. So, I mean, I can't imagine it's not finished or anything like that. I, I Otherwise, I don't know what it could possibly be. Yeah, I would think it's a scheduling thing too. I mean, they Disney Plus between their, t- their two uh, nerd franchises, is they're really pumping out a lot of content yeah and they so, want to probably try and, and get as many eyes on as many things as possible and not overwhelm people jokes on them i'm gonna watch all of it regardless of when you release yeah, it. yeah so. same so well i mean apparently there's some people that are just choosing or they think there are i don't know <laughs> um so i i'm not i don't re uh, you probably do a little more than i do but I am so anti-spoiler that I don't read people's like super analysis of this stuff and uh, anybody's speculation or behind the scenes rumors or releases or people overanalyzing little things people say in, in like interviews or things like that. So uh, I like to be surprised and I don't know who most of these people are in this show or what these planets are or um, what's going on. But I don't know who anybody is except for the people that were supposed to know who they are already. Yeah. Which is Saul or Saul, 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 Saul. uh, um, Mon Mothma and, uh, and Cassian. Cassian Yeah. Well, that about covers it for me. I think I heard that the brunette woman that's running around a couple times in this trailer is potentially his sister. I don't know where I heard that rumor. Uh, which would probably not be good for her because that would imply that she probably dies in this series. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But in, in the trailer, after we get those shots that we were talking about with the Star Destroyer over the city uh, and the woman and the child walking through the hills or whatever, we get what I am assuming is a young Cassian Andor. That's sort of what's implied by the voiceover breaking into some kind of Imperial like outpost or camp or something 
that seems to have already been had some kind of battle or got raided or something. And then right after that, because we only see one second of him climbing in and it cuts to uh, the Imperial Senate which I am very, very, well, is it? Yeah, I guess it is the Imperial Senate. I am very yep. pumped about that because we got some of that in the prequel prequel era, but we never really saw the Empire under Palpatine. How does that operate? We know it's like kind of a dictatorship and there's like, uh, but there is, there are elected officials who have some kind of influence or power or whatever. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's plenty of people who are like, oh, that move, uh, episode one's about trade, a trade dispute, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I like the political Me stuff. Me too. I'm I think very it's very excited interesting. To see, I'm very excited to see how the Imperial Senate works. And actually, so in one of those shots, um, like a more close up shot, I think it's Mon Mothma in one of the pods, you can see the Imperial cog mm-hmm. on the front. Down in of the, the center, pod. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm ex- I'm I'm really interested in uh, seeing how that works. The like, I'm I'm very excited to see like the, the where what Mon Mothma is going to do in this era. I mean, I just I I I wish that this uh, you know empire the imperial era was longer than twenty years. Yeah. So we could have even more content. Yeah. We um, could develop it out a little more. Kind of, but I really like this, and I've said this before when we've talked about rebels or uh, you know talked about other stuff that exists in this era. But I love like the er- uh, Bad Batch too. Like I love the early Imperial era. Yeah, that world building like, of how we got to this initial state that we know so well from the original trilogy. I think that's super interesting. And and in these opening yeah. shots we talked about where they're bouncing back and forth between. Um, the empire they're in the senate chamber and then we see a couple of like uh officers that are pressed and like sterilized clean and they're drinking calf out of their matching cups and and then we're cutting back to this young cassian andor with like oversized boots that are tied onto his feet with rope and raggedy clothes that are mismatched and not fitting and uh like already they're creating this juxtaposition between the empire and the freedom fighters or the rebels or whatever um well i think those young cassian uh thing stuff like with the boots and then they we see someone who i'm saying this mostly just because it's like a brunette lady with a with like a a ponytail um and a staff but she kind of reminded me of ray mm-hmm. they look like they're especially when you so you see what i'm assuming is little little cassian like overlooking that like huge uh looks like like a strip mine mm-hmm. of some sort and then like it looks like he was he's potentially a refugee at that point and his his planet had been decimated or whatever because isn't that part of his origin story yeah, but I'm I'm th- they like I'm his people f- from just a little bit that we see in this trailer. It looks like his people aren't maybe aren't much of a spacefaring people. They're not very they're not maybe not that uh they're like uh we're going to get some sort of like imperial versus like indigenous narrative here, I think. Oh, do you? I was I yeah. I was interpreting it as like uh, they were a perfectly fine civilization, and 
and the empire came in and just sort of like bombed him back to the stone age kind of thing um to put him in check could could be yeah uh i was just basing it on like staffs and kind of their clothing too like I don't know for sure. Time will tell. We don't know. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious to see. And, you know, because then from those young kid shots, we see him uh, as an adult undercover with some kind of grunt uniform. It reminded me very much of what um, Han Solo was wearing in Solo, you know, when before yeah. he ran off yeah. with Beckett and those guys. Um, and then we get what's what's Scar Scarsgard? What's his character's name? Do we know they Luthen? Right? There was yeah, I don't remember what it was, but they definitely told us. I'm pretty sure it's Luthen. I think that's what I remember from the subtitles. Uh, I'm actually really curious about him too because he's obviously getting his little rebel cells going and 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 uh, sending people on spy missions, and we get him, uh, shots of him uh, shooting down ships out in space battles and things but then uh in other clips he's wearing the fancy robes and he's hobnobbing with senators and he's like got the fake smile and fake laugh and um so he's kind of playing both sides uh we see him walk straight up to mon mothma and introduce and like they kind of greet each other they know each other they're they're running in the same circles i'm interested do these two know that they're both kind of um, working with this underground rebellion. Are they working together? Um, are they both putting on this front? Like they're just going about their business and I'm a rich person and I'm a senator or whatever. And neither of them know what the other one is doing. Are they going to find out during this series? Uh, that's a really interesting dynamic to me. I'm I'm curious to learn more about how that's going. Yeah. Um, I'm The politics of I'm it all I think is the- really curious. Who is Mon Mothma talking to when in her little scene there? Is she talking to him? Oh, no, it's somebody else. No, it's some other guy, some Jay other Coleman. rich guy. Where, when she's talking about uh, as long as people think I'm whatever, then they won't know what I'm yeah. really up to. Yeah. I'm interested in all that. I, I, I'm really... This trailer got me really excited for this show. Um, we we run into Saw Gerrera, um, which means we're going to see these rebels probably do some questionable things, I think, which like, I like that too. These are, these are the good guys, but when we're talking about war, there's like, even the good guys have to do bad things. That's sort of the nature of it. Um, love the partisans. So I wonder how much Saw Gerrera are we going to get? Is he going to just pop up in one episode? Um, or is he going to be a series regular? Um, I wonder how committed to this Forrest Whitaker is. You know, I'd like to see a lot of him. I love Saw Gerrera I'm, as a through line. I'm thinking he's very committed because he's been he's played Saw Gerrera so many times now. Like I think he's played Saw Gerrera every time except for the initial Clone Wars stuff. Did he voice him in in like I th- Rebels? I think so. It's possible. I I only I'm think checking. of him as being in in Rogue One. Um. But yeah, I would. Well, no, because he was in he was in like Jedi Fallen Order, and he was he was in Rebels, and then he wasn't he all he was live action in something else too, wasn't he? I thought not that I'm thinking of off the top of my head, but it's possible. Um, 
I I love that character as a through line for all those series that you just mentioned, though. Um, so I I hope they use him a good bit. Um, there was one other really interesting thing to me that we have not well two I guess. There's this one scene we get a little clip of where they're at some kind of dam. This is another big like potentially the same one from that opening clip, but. It's a big, hilly, grassy area, and they're running across this dam, and we see some people, like, rappelling down it, uh, like a very, I don't know, James Bond, Mission Impossible type. We're infiltrating this base. Um, I think that's really cool. And then we get that crazy doctor person right towards the end that's got four arms and the weird eyes, and he's, like, injecting yeah. somebody and... Uh, like, is this the backroom doctor that the rebels are going to or something? I don't know, but, uh, he looks really cool and interesting too. So I'm, I'm into that. I, I think I enjoyed every bit of this trailer and it served its purpose very, very well. I am interested to see this show. I'm excited to see it. I'm more excited than I was before it. Um, what else do you think, Josh? Well, I was trying to look to see. So, it's interesting. IMDb doesn't even have Andor listed under his like stuff, hmm. which is interesting to me because we know that he's in it. We've seen him on the in the trailer, um, but he also, yeah, he did do the voice in Rebels and Jedi Fallen Order. Nice. So, yeah, that's good. Um, Star Wars Go Rogue. Do you know what that is? Go Rogue? It's like it's a TV miniseries short. No. It came out the same year as Rogue One. Must have been some tie-in thing. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I continue to think that he's committed to it, although it's very interesting to me that he's not. It's not listed on IMDb for some reason. Huh. You think but that means he'll okay. be featured prominently in the show and he'll pop up more? No. I'm <laughs> Well, I'm not sure because it wouldn't be like they were hiding that he was in the show because he's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I think he was even in the first trailer, wasn't he? The teaser? I'm the not teaser? sure. Maybe not. No, I Doesn't don't think matter. so. Any- I don't think so. I think this was a reveal of Saw Carrera, which I mean, not that it was a shock shock because we knew he was like busy in the movement at this time. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that was yeah. the reveal. Um, I, what do you think about the music in this trailer? I know sometimes trailer, trailer music doesn't necessarily translate, you know, but, uh, I liked it. So I'm hoping I, that it does. I really liked I, it too. I think it was a different, different than a lot of Star Wars stuff. It wasn't super orchestral, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, but I think it did a, there was a lot of like kind of playful stuff that I think is interesting because we know there are these senators and these characters we're going to be following around that are kind of playing both sides. That's going to be a big part yeah. of this. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like, like it. it's, it's a mixture of orchestral and then like some kind of synth wavy type, mm-hmm. like uh, what am I, what, what movie am I thinking of blade runner type type stuff, which I'm, I'm cool with. Um, 
I don't really know anything about who's doing this. I don't either, or or if or if what is in the trailer is indicative of what'll be in the show. Uh, one other thing that I am noticing now that I'm like kind of scrolling through it that stood out to me when I watched saw it the first time was um, there's that scene with I guess they're Imperial troops but they look like they would be like a police force or in riot gear and they've got those riot shields. Um, yeah, but their helmets, they have exposed faces, you know, they're not stormtroopers. These are, you know, usually you can see the officers faces, but generally your frontline, uh, warriors or whatever are, are kind of faceless, nameless people over there. And this is, um, much more personal. And then there's, yeah. uh, it was very real too. Cause you see whatever, some local citizen just running up and slamming into those shields. And it looked like something you could see on the news to me. Well, I think the thing is, is that they're, um, and I think we were kind of shown this in, uh, solo that there, there is a, not much talked about lower rank of grunt troop than stormtroopers mm -hmm. that are used in, you know, even more, like stormtroopers, I think are actually supposed to be a more elite squad where with there being troopers of lower rank, you know, not yeah. in the stormtrooper core. Um, I wonder if J Justin probably could. Oh yeah. We'll have to answer that better. Him. I'm sure being he knows. Five Oh first guy, but did you, you know, speaking of, uh, the troops in this, the, the scene where um, there that ISB agent is like, or was it? No, it's the, t oh, it's right before the ISB agent. So we actually see there's like two guys, I think, I don't know if one of them's Cassian and then there's another guy and you can see like troops walking in front of them. It's like, it's like less than a minute in and the troop, they're clone troopers. It's like forty five seconds in. Oh yeah, there's the the like the profile of the black guy, and then there's the lines of troops walking by. Are you sure yeah. that? Well, they sure their helmets sure do look like them, don't they? No, those are clone trooper helmets for a hundred percent. Or or whatever that. Um, maybe it's the live action version of those. Um, that proto stormtrooper helmets that we saw in Bad Batch. Yeah, when they were transitioning, that would be a nice little, um, nice little tie-in between the Bad Batch if if the Andor series also did that kind of evolution of the clone trooper to the stormtrooper. Yeah. That's cool. I definitely did not notice that, but that for sure is a clone helmet. Look at that. Yeah. I will say I hope that the so uh there's a we see a scrapyard mm -hmm. a couple times and I hope it's not Braca. Like I hope that there's more than one. Well, we already know there like there's been stories. There's more than you know, it's not yeah, like Braca's the only ship graveyard scrap planet. Right. Um what I, I wonder what uh I don't remember what planet Darth Maul is on when they find him with the spider body. Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head either. That garbage planet. But yeah, so, you know, I just, I, if it does, if there's not a reason, 
it needs to be a planet we already know like yeah let's open get it up some new bit. stuff yeah uh that was lotho minor it was a junk world cool. yeah there's a trash planet um uh in um shadow of the sith too okay that that i'm pretty sure it's like a moon so i'm pretty sure it's not Braca. um and then the other thing i was gonna say um and i don't remember oh you know what so it's interesting to me i think at one point they intended on k2so being in this show mm-hmm. very early on because at celebration in chicago Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk did a panel talking about Andor. Oh, like very early on, like it was like a, it might have even just been like the announcement trailer, like "Hey, we're doing it," and there's not a whole lot we can say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, but now the the director has said like he's been confirmed he's that he's it. not in it. Yeah, unless he's not going to be in it. I guess the the other thing is he could be in it like you know, in the third season or something. Yeah, I was going to say he but, might be in a subsequent season or they could be this f- trying to pull the yeah. wool over our eyes and do a top secret move. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's... Uh, this is supposed to be, at least this first season, they said was like set like five years before Rogue One. So it would make sense that he wouldn't have, especially if we're just at this point pulling him into the rebellion mm-hmm. like that we would that we wouldn't he wouldn't already have a reprogrammed imperial droid that's true and then so. the flip side of that is also that at celebration anaheim they specifically said that the end of andor is going to walk us right up to rogue one which means he'll have to have k2 by that point so whether yeah. whether or not he they right away for him not to show up on screen is possible, but by season three, right? They said it's a three season arc for this. Um, I think so. By the end of the series, he should be around. Yeah. Or even we could see one of those droids and he does the voice, even if it's yeah. not K2. Well, that's the thing is Alan Tudyk would never even have to be on set. You know, anybody could do yeah. the body and then he would just have to record the voice later from wherever he is. Yeah. All right. I like it yeah. though, man. That was it was exciting. There's I'm, yeah, I'm excited. A really big scope. I think we're gonna get some new planets. Um I'm I'm excited for the whole thing. I loved Rogue One when it came out. I didn't necessarily love Cassie Nandor. Um I didn't hate him, but he was like he was probably like in their little crew, he was probably the least um, intriguing character to me. I, I what I'm gonna say is, I 100% agree. If I was picking between, let's say, the people who were on that that ship when Galen Erso died, uh, he was probably the last one I would choose. Like that character, I specifically want to know more about. But I think the story surrounding that character, that time and what he's doing is potentially one of the most interesting ones. Yeah. Well, and that's, so that's where I was going with that was to say that I flipped, Mm -hmm. um, subsequent watches and then kind of learning what, you know, the grand overview of like what his backstory or like the situations that he's going to be in and what would surround him. Like you said, is actually, yeah. Um, much more interesting so i I mean i i'm still 
would be very much here for a Chirrut Imwi, uh, like spinoff story. I think that would be super, super cool. To me, that's like a way more interesting character, like especially at the first viewing, but I'm super pumped about this timeline and storyline and, and, um, the people that are involved in it. I think I'm like dying to know more about how Mon Mothma made this all happen. Like her part of this story. We only know so little about it. It's exciting when we can do um, like stories that don't involve the mythical side of Star Wars at mm-hmm. all. Like no Jedi, no Sith. It's just like gritty stories that could honestly could be anywhere, but they're telling them in Star Wars. You know, it's war stories, spy stories. Yeah. That stuff's cool. I agree. I love that. Political intrigue. I love that. And I, I lo- I, I'm a huge fan of the spiritual mythical stuff too you know but there's there's no reason we can't have everything in star wars you know a political drama a horror movie there it doesn't always have to be lightsabers and the force and stuff i think you know i why couldn't there be a star wars comedy there i mean uh, that stuff could all be really fun yeah the, the adventures of Figure and Dan and the modal nodes could be fun. Like a, they should do do like a tour video, a tour uh, documentary. You like th- they could do they could do like a, an office style workplace documentary at any ridiculous place in the Star Wars universe, and it would be it could be hilarious. You're making me think of Eddie Izzard's bit about Chad Vader in the Death Star uh, canteen. See, the Death Star would be hard because you'd have you'd have to do it straight. It would have to be too serious. But like, I don't know. No, I know, but you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, like, that's uh, that's exactly what I mean, though. Like, there, you could do that story, and it could be really interesting and really funny and really fun. So, I, hopefully, this yeah, it would be a long time before we got to a like a slapstick comedy, probably, but um maybe a horror movie maybe some more like dramas maybe like a like i don't know a love story who knows any maybe this could create some room for any kind of other um star wars set type of stories yeah you got anything else to say about this trailer i know this was like our main thing we wanted to talk about uh, not really. Just, I mean, we've kind of covered it. I'm, I'm excited. It looks good. I don't, I'm not, don't really have any concerns. I just, um, I'm bummed that we're, we have to wait longer. That's all. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's a lot of so, quick cuts. I think it didn't give us tons of information, but, uh, just enough to like be really intriguing. I'm excited to see where it all goes and I wish we didn't have to wait whatever, six or seven more weeks. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, we said it was going to be a shorty, and then we still went almost an hour. So, uh, typical, you know, typical. Star Wars. We saw those wrestling. Uh, I know side bars asides. that we did. I'm good for that. I'm I'm inquisitive by nature. What can I say? Yeah, are we uh, are we blow are we doing the blow this they thing? Get out here, moving on. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. So that 
that's been our episode uh like i said before check us out on all the socials outer rim beacon on instagram twitter and facebook and you can email us at outer at gmail.com looking forward to seeing everyone's uh top 10 rihanna songs lists please um and if no one else cheering in at least send us uh you know yeah give us your that, top 10 oh good. look the emails are already rolling in even though we haven't released the episode oh yet it's amazing yeah <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, if Meatloaf hears this and, you know, you don't want to do a Rihanna list, uh, you can do top 10 songs of another band that you like. I don't know. So Or top 10 bands uh, that you like, even. Or top 10 anything. Meatloaf, if you're listening right now, you better send us a top 10 list of something, though. That's all. I think that's the what we're, the takeaway <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Meatloaf. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I am Josh. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab. Dope segue, weirdo. <laughs> uh, I don't like this part. I'm the comic relief guy. I'm not the I'm not uh, the leading the the charge guy. Well, I like to make you do it so then I can poke at you rather than having to do it myself. Uh, this is Kyle yeah, and I cool. am KB underscore legend on all the social medias. Um, including Venmo. Send me five dollars and we'll be friends. Also, um, you know, follow my band, Former Critics. Ooh. At Former Critics on all the Ooh. socials. Yeah, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start being that guy and uh promoting the band. Yeah, do uh, it. we uh his side we project. Have com- we, have, we have a single coming out soon, so be on the lookout. Check it out on Spotify. You can favorite the Outer Rim Beacon and Former Critics all in one visit to your favorite music slash podcast distribution app. There you go. <laughs> All right, Josh, you got any uh, famous last words before we go? This is probably going to be our most listened to episode since, you know, it's just you and me. None of that, de- like, none oh, of that no dead weight Hell dragging yeah. us down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You think he'll listen? He'll probably Justin, listen. Justin, uh, hard to say. Justin, if you're listening, you also owe us a top 10 list. Yeah. Top 10 uh, Van Halen songs. Oh, God. Making it easy for him. So... Better be mostly Van Hagar, knowing you. Well, he's definitely got the shirt to match to wear with it. Yep. All right. Uh, and as always, may the force be with you. For light and life. We are the Nihil? I don't remember what they say. A- Avengers Assemble? I don't know. Whatever. Bye. It's morphin' time. <laughs> That's it. That's the end.